What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast, your alternative underground. I, you know, I don't even feel like doing all this. You know, we got to do an intro to the show. It's, it's, it's episode 52. You guys know what happened. You know what happened. We're not, I'm not going to say it right here. You know what happened, but uh, this is episode 52. Thank you for tuning in. If anybody's out there, if anybody's listening, hey, it was only game one. We still got a series to play, so we still got stuff to talk about. Um, this episode's more of like a, a chicken soup for the soul or the or the the comfort food for a Mariners fan. We're just going to talk about it. And we're going to, you know, also, <laughs> it's hard to do, but look at some silver linings of what's going on. Uh, we're, we talked to Grandma Norma, my 91 and a half year old uh, Mariners fan grandmother. That's been on here. And we also uh, hit up Parmesan LeBron, who, again, was out driving around listening to the radio broadcast. So he got a different uh, point of view than Hannah and myself. Anyways, we're just we're going to get through it. We're just going to we're going to just going to move. We're going to talk about it. It happened and we're going to try to move forward. And that's what we're doing today on this episode. Anyways, thanks for liking, subscribing and all of that stuff. Checking us out here on the Odyssey app. Or anywhere that you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, so on and so forth. Um, again, if you like this show, hit us with that five-star review. We like five-tool baseball players, but we like five-star reviews better. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up. Let's just let's just do this. This is the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners Podcast, episode 52, starting right now. Aloha. Yeah, Chris, we still got to do a show. Still, yeah, that's what I was expecting. Yeah, I know. We still got to do a show. Uh, got a lot of phone calls, got a lot of texts. I don't know. Maybe before we even get going here, uh, I don't know. We got to see what Grandma Norma's doing. I I have not heard from her. You know, my 91 and a half year old grandma, I've not heard from her since uh, I don't know the sixth or seventh inning, so I think we ought to just give her a call. You know what I mean? Start. Yeah, there. go for it. All right. Hello, Grandma. You there, Grandma? Yeah, don't say don't say anything to me. I, well, listen, the the listeners need to know where did we. We said we're just starting a show. I got Hanno. I got Hanson here on the line with you. You do. Listen, what did they put that way in there for today? Well, just, they ought to get rid of him. Well, they can't. Him. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. We led all the way, and then then that happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm still upset. Yeah. Hanson, you got any questions for Grandma before I jump in here? No, I understand her frustration. I'm so upset as well, Grandma. Yes, yes. I asked the other day what you thought of something. I asked Myron, or I guess it was today. I mean, I can't believe they would do this. I mean, whose decision was it to put him in? Was it the manager, or was the manager just Smoking air. Uh, air. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hanson, what did they say on the press conference? Or what did Scott well, they say? Just, 
to me, it's basically, you know, that they had a plan for this going in. It, it kind of started going through their heads or they had talked about it before, but they, around the seventh inning, when they saw the way things were playing out, uh, it was a plan that they had talked about and the plan just was not executed. Okay. I think if we look back a little bit, every time that Ray is in, it's always four runs. I mean, we're making up four runs all the time that he is committed. <laughs> but to put him in there, I mean, how many pitchers did they use in the last two innings? Quite a bit. We threw our best our best people that have been getting us there all year, except for Ray at the end of the game. But, you know, they put the other Castillo in, the guy that makes you nervous because he's a nervous wreck. They had Brash in there. You know. Right. He, he, he even did a better job. Yeah. He, well, he got those ground balls and uh, got that double play. And then, and then you had Munoz, and usually he's, you know, Gets through people, but he got knocked around a little bit, so you couldn't bring him. Didn't feel good about bringing him back out in the ninth because he threw a lot of pitches. So they got Seawald, and then, yeah, that was kind of a curveball out of nowhere that we kind of well, talked about on our last episode, just hypothetically. But now it turned into well, a thing. I mean, I I think maybe they they could have brought in uh, Kirby, but you know they wanted to play well, left hander versus left hander. Gilbert wasn't too steady either starting out. Well, yeah, he his he had a decent start. It wasn't that great, but you know, you know, this is the best team that we're playing in the league right now. That's why this loss hurts because you had them beat. You snuck one. You know, we got Castillo going on Thursday, but still, you hey, could have had this game. Those guys look like tanks out there. They're huge. <laughs> I mean, what, but our guys, I don't care. They're good, but today I was I was really disappointed. Where were you when this happened? Did you sit there and watch the whole thing or did you have to go outside? Yeah, yes, yes, I went in and out, but Amanda was here. She had just went home and then she emailed me. She couldn't believe it. <laughs> so she left early? Yeah, she had left. She had to pick Madden up at school. So uh, you, she left that's when you send an said, Uber for the kid and you stay put. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> It was, oh, my lad. I said, tomorrow, I am not watching. I'm going to I'm going to do peaking. I'm going to come go out, <laughs> work in the yard on my deck, and then I'm just going to peek at the game. Uh, hey, they were talking tonight on Channel 13 about San Diego, about selling the tickets mm-hmm. down there, and they... They they don't want any anybody from Los Angeles, and they just want to sell in certain counties. Yeah, tickets to the game. Now, I wonder what's the matter with the San Diego owners. What do they want that for? They, you know, they think uh, Los Angeles is crazy. No, uh, well, yes and no, but they, you know, a lot of people are Dodgers fans up in L.A., and it's only two hours away, so they'll they'll go down there and watch the game because it's probably a little bit cheaper than uh, the Dodgers games in L.A. for those prices. And the uh-huh. thing is, there's just more Dodgers fans than Padres fans. Padres are kind of a smaller market like we are, but I would say we have more fans than Padres fans just because we have a big region. So I know I know what I wanted to know what Hampton thought was when uh, they were playing the Blue Jays and they collided out in the infield. 
I mean, which I felt bad, but the Mariners just kept right on trotting around and scoring. I mean, I think there was a little intervention from up above on that game. Oh, you're absolutely right. They're definitely the baseball gods were looking out for the Mariners. And since you bring that up, in that game yeah. against the Blue Jays, the Mariners yes. were down by four runs going into the eighth inning in that game and won. And yeah. then today, the Mariners were up by four runs going into the eighth inning and lost. So yeah. the playoff gods and the baseball gods giveth and taketh. Absolutely. They're in a series. Yeah, and my blue, my uh, hummingbirds out here today, uh, I, I thought we were going to win it because they were flying good. And, uh, and then they deserted me. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. that sugar water out for them. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you're, and you're still upset with Scott's service still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've you've I mean, had I'm, a bone to pick with him all year. So I guess this, for you, it validates something today, even though this was something bad well, that happened. I told a man today, I said, you can ask Myron. I have complained about the pitching the whole season. Yeah, but they've been on, it's been our strength, Grandma. But yeah, I guess now in the playoffs, it, it hasn't been. Yeah, I know. Not. But we can't give up on them. We have, you know what? We've got to visualize this. Now, Myron, what do you think they're talking about, the team? I mean, I. I know they're a close knit. They're not going to say anything about each other, but don't you think they feel a little remorse? What do you think, Hanson? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, watching Paul Seawald's post-game interview, it looked like he was shedding tears. Uh, he was trying to keep it together. I mean, I think that those bullpen guys felt pretty bad knowing that the team, uh, as, they, as he put it, the fielder scored seven runs. And the bullpen wasn't able to hold it for them. So, yeah, they were feeling pretty uh, yeah. heavy-hearted for each other. But uh, they all I, the what I kept hearing from all the interviews was, we're just going to flush it. So, easier said than done, but we'll see. Well, we'll get them. I mean, those kids, are. Uh, I think they're good. So, we just got to keep positive thinking. We gotta, we've got to imagine them going yep. to the World Series. Yep. Yep. All right, Grandma. We'll talk to you later. All right. Nice talking to you, Hanson. You too. You're the best. Have a good night. All right. Thank you. Same to you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Lemons pitches to Winfield. High and inside. Hold it. It's starting lineup talking baseball, and you are in control. What's the problem? Roger. Fastball. One inside. You got you control 40 superstars. Make Roger Clemens throw a fastball or a curve. Oh, yeah. Have Dave Winfield punt or hit for power. A real announcer calls the action. Winfield waits. Hold it. Well, kid. Starting lineup talking baseball. What they do is up to you. I think that was a good way to ease in this episode, right? Just a little little chit-chat with Grandma Norma, kind of get all the stuff out of the uh, off our chest, laugh a little bit, and, uh, you know, listen to the extreme. But, yeah, this is... You know, not the episode we thought we were going to probably be doing, you know, today. Uh, obviously, we're all here. This is, uh, let's just start with the human motion. What, what, where were you? What happened when, when this was going on? Well, I mean, you could, 
you know, start at the beginning of the game. It was just lights out. The Mariners were hitting the ball all over the yard. I mean, just playing a fantastic game the whole way offensively, you know. So feeling really good about that. Anytime um, Houston would kind of chip back or get a little momentum, the M's would shut her down. They would get right back in it. They'd get a run, you know. Just just, just what you want in playoff baseball. And when exactly what Scott Service says, you take a punch, you got to throw a punch back and blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, the pitching really failed us there in the later innings, in my opinion. And uh, and the Robbie Ray decision was a flip of the coin to me. It's either going to work or it wasn't. There was no in-between. And we saw how that ended up. Yeah, and I want to say... I get, I get that it was a flip of a coin, but it felt like you had more bullets out there before you made that call. This was something I think I would see if we went into extra innings or maybe something somewhere in the middle of the game. Um, but in the closing spot, it was a shock to me. I know on the last episode we were kind of talking about, well, I... Robbie Ray has not done well against the Astros. And this was the exclamation point on that. If nobody knew and we thought this isn't a good matchup. He pitches fine against the Yankees or, or Cleveland. And you know, uh, I don't know about the other national league teams. If we got that far, it's not like we wouldn't be using him, but maybe he would be used in, you know, these high leverage situations. Well, that kind of, that was the case. They wanted to use him in a high leverage situation. Do I think they picked the right spot? No. Yeah. I mean, to me, yeah, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, Alvarez, I read something that he had had been batting eight uh, over 800 this year against um, Robbie Ray. Um, I also read that if you would have left in Seawald and walked Alvarez on, intentionally and gone after Bregman, and, you know, put the winning run at first base. Yeah, and um, the tying run at Bregman, second. Yeah, the Bregman's batting average against Seawald was 700. So, I mean, it to me, it, it unfortunately, it started in the eighth inning with Munoz. You know, you have that fourth four-run lead. Unfortunately, they get half of it back with a big home run. And then Seawald, the last two outings have not been good. His first batter was that pinch hitter in the ninth. You know, he buzzed him, and it was a hit-by-pitch. He really It was your ninth hitter that was being pinch-hit. So you really got to get him. And then you, you know, somehow all day have kept Altuve off the bags, and he got him out. And then you know who's waiting on deck for you. It's Alvarez, and he throws that curveball, and uh, Pena gets the base hit, and you're just yeah. like, this is exactly what we knew it was going to happen. It, it, it triggered how it just triggered me back to the feelings I had in 2001 and, and in 2000 when we would be playing in Yankee stadium and we'd have a lead in the eighth. Then that bottom of the eighth, we would, the lead would, uh, you know, shrink or we would lose it. And it was either a walk off or a, you know, going into the nights and seeing the Sandman. And I know how that feeling felt, especially in the playoffs, especially, you know, given the fact that we are playing the big bad wolf right here. These are the Yankees of, you know, the 2000s that we were playing. The Astros are the Yankees of the 2000s. And we had this game and 
all that deflated. The series isn't over. This wasn't like a game four or five. This was game one. And I think that is what the silver lining, if we're looking for it, is. And um, we showed that we could go out there and, and our offense that has been hitting like this for over a week now, you know, going back to the the last week of the season. That's my other silver lining that I, before we get more into nitpicking and negative, uh, or I wouldn't say negative, but criticism some criticism. I will say that the offense looks good right now. Yeah. Um, it, this one's done, no doubt. Um, you mentioned the 2001 versus uh, the Yankees. I go back and even further. I go back into 1995, game two, 15th inning. It's a different scenario, but it hurt me just as bad when Jim Leyritz hit one out, walk off 15th inning, Mariners lose. But that ended up being a great series for the Mariners. We all know how that they turned that around and came back. Absolutely. That's a great example. So yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's different scenarios, late innings, you know, versus big lead. That game was tied, you know, blah, 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 but it was still a walk off. And it was against a starting pitcher. I think it was Tim Belcher. I think that was the guy. And didn't he, uh, uh, wasn't there a cameraman or videographer in the, uh, you know, in the tunnel way or in the back end, I think he grabbed the camera and threw it on the ground. I mean, yeah, he was kind of a bulldog that Tim Belcher back in the day. I I don't know what Robbie rated. I know that he walked off and he barely had any comments. He was very stoic about it, but we did see Paul Seawall that kind of gave me like a flashback to Joey Cora and (laughs) A-Rod sitting on the, uh, sitting on the, uh, the bench crying back in 95 when we lost to Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, he was deflated. I, you know, I can see what you're saying about that. Um, you know, it's not the end of the, it's one game. Everybody gets knocked down in the peg in the playoffs, at least. And you're, it's, it's four hours of five hours of anxiety. We're not used to that as Mariner fans, but that's how playoff baseball is. But I'm a little concerned. Like you said, you see Pete, uh, Paul Seawald having a couple rough outings. You see how he's acting there. Do you kind of start thinking about maybe switching positions with him? Maybe thinking that Diego Segui uh, or Diego Castillo, excuse me, not Diego Castillo, uh, Diego Castillo kind of switching roles with Seawald, or is that just freaking out too much? I mean, you have to make moves within, you know, the, the, the sandbox we're playing in, right? You know, <laughs> it's like... We're, we, we have an hourglass going on. This isn't one of these things like, uh, he, you know, he just needs to get out there and figure it out. You know, we, we'll, we're going to need him down the stretch. This is like, we're in the stretch. We're, we're in the full, uh, splits mode right here. Okay. So I think, yes, I think if I was reimagining the bullpen of like, Hey, we have a lead or we're just in a tight game or, you know, playing Mariners baseball where we're just like, hey, we got to, you know, control the zone and finish off strong through our bullpen. I'm definitely going to Brash. He seems to be reliable, right? Can we agree on that? And then... Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I also still, even though... uh you know, Munoz has kind of got touched up lately. He, you know, this happens to him once in a while, and then and then he goes back on those streaks of where he's untouchable. So, I mean, if you're playing the odds here, I don't think something like that's really going to happen again too much. And also, he went out there with a lead, and he was throwing strikes. 
It's not like yeah, he, they hit good pitchers. Yeah, you're, you're correct. It's not like he went out there and walked people or hit people or had wild pitches. That's it, that's not you know how what happened to him. He just got you know knocked up. The guys just stuck their bat out there. I mean Bergman's. Somebody like that's going to, you know, get a win on you once in a while. And that's just how it is when you pitch against the best players in the league in those situations. Uh, I also feel like, yeah, I feel like Diego Castillo is now back to that midseason form that he was in before. What? He went on the COVID IL, right? And he came back and he, he, or he was on the IL for something else too, right? But both times when he came back, it, he didn't seem like he was on full throttle. He looks like he's on full throttle right now, especially with that sinker. No, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to second guess and think about. I was just curious what you thought. Maybe if you switch yeah. uh, Castillo yeah. and Seawall possibly. And then also instead of bringing in Ray, we haven't seen Swanson at all this whole playoff. That's so strange. And that's the other guy that I was going to say. I'd be like... Next time we're in a fifth or sixth inning when we're making our first switch, I know Brash is the pivot guy. Then I would, yeah, maybe the next guy would be Swanson. Right now, I would go. I feel like I'm only going to Seawald. Uh, you know, maybe in the eighth inning or something like that. But I also feel like the thing about Seawald today, it wasn't like he pitched terrible. He had everybody O two. Uh, What's his name? Put up a great at bat. What was the guy's name who he hit? That was a pinch hitter, right? It was like his first. Yeah. Pass. He had a hell of an at bat. He went up. He he had like the kind of at bat that you want from somebody way down on your depth chart that you put on the roster, right? Like Dylan Moore gets this kind of at bat. Taylor Trammell goes up there and gets this at bat. Toro, we're sitting here going like, whoa, that was you know that at bat was amazing, right? And good point. And and he had him. It wasn't he wasn't like he was all over the place. He he had him and he tried to throw him a couple sliders and this and that. And you know, the guy just laid off. And then the next guy, Pena, again, O two. I would I I'm never doing this anymore, but I do have to say I jinxed the Mariners because I was uh videoing every I was I was uh you know, recording every uh last pitch of that at bat just to catch the you know, last out of the game. And I watched, so I had to go painfully back through my phone and delete those videos because it was just like, oh my God, they're here. But yeah, he had him 0-2. He, you know, tried to get him to chase a slider. Uh, He didn't. And then, you know, he went back in and the guy, you know, hit a good pitch up the middle. And then we kind of gave up on him, even though there's two outs. Uh but then again, like if we leave him in and he gives it up, everybody's like, "Why don't? Why didn't we pull him?" So I know Scott's service is, uh, you know, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, you know, my it, like you're right. I'm glad the way you explained and talked out all of his at bats because that hit by pitch was actually just a ball four on that first at batter. And, you know, you never like to get the the leadoff guys on, so you bring the tying run on the plate, but it's just the way it happens. And the, for the most part, this whole year, they've done a good job of closing that down. But I could easily see, uh, see while getting Alvarez out, you know, in some sort of way. I mean, I'm not saying he would have. I'm not saying, like, that was the answer. But we've seen Seawald, too, even when he was successful, get a couple of guys on base and then just hammer at home. This is nothing new. Castillo definitely does that. You know, there's just some of these pitchers that go, okay, 
I'm going to face five batters this inning, but nobody's going to cross the plate. They're not my favorite uh, relievers to watch, but they're, <laughs> you know, but they, this is something that we see a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's hard to take because, you know, we've had a great bullpen the whole year. We've gone with a certain strategy. Now we went to a starting pitcher in that situation who gives up a lot of home runs, who's been very unsuccessful against that team. And, you know, it was just really odd that they put him in in that position. You know, like we talked about, maybe Swanson could have been in there. You could have left Seawald. Um, but, yeah, so it was just one of those where it's easy to second guess. And it was that's where I got in the beginning of our conversation saying, you know, it was going to go one way or the other. There was nothing in between. Yeah. So Lou Pinella has started snacking on Sun Giant almonds. Why is that, Lou? Why not? Is it the crisp, fresh taste, or is there a more profound reason why you do? Why I do what? Why you love Sun Giant almonds. Why you serve them to your guests. Why you're nibbling on Sun Giant dry roasted almonds right now. America wants to know why. Why? Why should I settle for peanuts? There's something good under the sun. Sun Giant almonds. And I know you, you were watching at home, right? And I was over at yeah. CJ's back in the sports den, and we just, I left there very quickly. Um, I do have to say, I ate lunch there. I ordered Chipotle there. It was very expensive, by the way, up here in Seattle, um, for what, what I got from uh, Postmates. Uh, and so I was fully fed, and after that game, I was driving back through down here to Ballard to where I'm staying, and... The streets were eerily quiet. It was, you know, like 4.30. There was, didn't seem like there was an, as much traffic as I would expect on a 4.30 on a weekday. Um, but I drove around, and I didn't know where to go, so I just started driving towards Golden Gardens. And uh, I went to Taco Time because I had no other other way. I, I just needed to feel something else, and I was like, I'm not going to go drink. Uh, I just needed to feel something else. I needed some comfort, so I got myself the uh, soft taco uh, meal, the Coke Zero. Came back here, watched the sunset, turned on some wrestling, and I have to admit, I avoided all the press conferences and all the negative stuff. And I think that's what a lot of Mariners fans need to do tomorrow is just, um, you know, do something else. I wouldn't even watch. I'm not even going to watch any playoff baseball. I'm not. I'm just going to take a mental break. I, you know, I just caught up on some uh, WWE wrestling. A lot of good stuff. DX was back tonight. So, I mean, I've been, they, you know, I feel like the 90s just came and rescued me because they were doing like an anniversary thing on the WWE. So, that's what was my escape. Right now, though, I'm going to check out some texts and get back in. Like, there's, I did, I'm sure you had a few texts from people today. Uh, but Amo, Amos Sean, our guy, AG, he um, he wanted to, I asked him, he said, he goes, we hit the shit out of the ball and we won't see that output again. Remember, he's, as, let me, let's explain Amos Sean, he's definitely uh, a critic, right? So we're listening to the critics right here. Service is overthinking shit. Why pitch lefty versus lefty? You haven't worried about that all year. Robbie Ray has no approach to that at bat. Like he was going to throw 93 mile an hour past that guy. He eats that shit for breakfast. Big time coaching blunder. 
yeah, I can, I can't disagree with that. You know, let's see what the ninja said. The ninja, the ninja said, uh, Alvarez is hitting a home run. No matter who is pitching, we should have, we should have, we should have just been him. (laughs) Uh, he also said the, like I said, the baseball gods giveth and the baseball God taketh away. Um, yeah. Got yeah. an, got another my boy Danny Danger Danger from down in uh the in the Bay Area. I went to college with him at Fresno State. Go Bulldogs! What the fuck happened? Y'all were up seven to two when I stopped watching. Uh, hand over the face emoji. Um, my friend Ned's called me a couple of times, but I don't want to hear it from him right now. But uh, you know who you know who we oh I got from Manny Nava. Fuck the Astros. Um. Didn't hear anything from Kopi today at all. Uh, I, I saw something. He had uh, what did it? It was one word. Uh, just, I I think it. I don't want to misquote him. I think it was disgusted. That was all that I saw from him, and that's how probably most of the Mariners fans felt was disgusted. Disgusted. So what's it going to be, Dion? Football or baseball? Both, boss. Both. Both. Offense or defense? Both. 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 Pizza Hut. Meat lovers or stuffed crust pizza. Both. 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 Want it all? Now Pizza Hut offers our lovers line toppings. Meat lovers, pepperoni lovers, or supreme. Piled high in a stuffed crust pizza. So what'll it be, Dion? 15, 20 million? Both. Both. You'll love the stuff we're made of. You know, I know that we both watched it on TV, but we know, I know somebody that was listening to it, our good friend Parmesan LeBron, so let's, uh... Let's give him a call. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's probably still out driving around, just not, just not wanting to think about this. But let's see how it was on the radio side uh, today. What up? Can you hear me? You still out in the streets there, driving Parmesan? Uh, yeah. I uh, I'm finishing up, wrapping up the night. So. You know, you stuck to your guns, uh, you went out, you drove around, you isolated yourself. How was your experience today with this, uh, with this game? We're just, this is kind of like our, uh, comfort food for the, for the soul, uh, Mariner's soul episode. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those moments where like in football, you're like waiting for the measurement. You're like, all right, maybe they didn't get across the goal line. Like, let's take a, let's take a quick review at it. Like I've said before, or listening on the radio, you have no idea if that ball is like in the fucking upper deck. I have no idea how far the ball was hit. I don't know, you know what it looked like, but it was basically imagine a big dumper home run. Yeah, I mean that's what it sounded like, and Rick Riz didn't even make it seem like it was an opposing team hitting that shot. <laughs> he called he called it as if like the big dumper was hitting himself. Oh, Rizzy. It's just such such a disappointing moment where, you know, you're, you're just in such disbelief. You're like, no fucking way. We just, we just lost this game. Like, you can't have been more important and set up for this storybook start to, you know, what could be just the stepping stone to our path to the ALCS the World Series. Now we got a big deficit to come back from. 
Yeah, you're right. And you know what? You are right there. But you have talked about the par- on the, this show, the parallels from 95 and 2022 team, right? So Hanno just brought something up. You got to remember that game in New York? What was it, game one or game two? We had this game in New York. Game couldn't, two. Couldn't get out of there. Then we And then Lyrics hit that home run, and we went down 0-2, and we came back, right? 15th inning, he hit it. Yeah. Now, it was a little bit different back then where we were the AL West uh, champs. So we got three games, and we got the last three at home, which was interesting. But, you know, maybe this is one of those situations where we get to a game five and we have this dramatic ending. And that seems to be like, kind of like the, 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 this year's Mariners thing. So that's kind of like the glass half full thought about that. The glass. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think it's looking at it in retrospect of today's game, right? It's like, there were so many positives to take from this game, right? It was the, the entire game was, just a series of like, okay, we can do this. We're manufacturing runs. The bottom of the lineup is contributing, right? You know, everyone's getting in the party. Um, you know, we can criticize the management of when you're putting in these relievers and who you're putting in before. You know, I like seeing Diego Castillo go out and, you know, actually perform well and, you know, get pumped up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's you know it, it 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 took the air out of the city. It was just a gut punch to everybody. And I mean, I think the biggest thing for me too is as we're winning that game, I'm like those 15, 16 games that they were in front of us for the division didn't mean anything. We take that first home game, that completely wipes away that home field advantage for them. And it puts us back on an even playing field. And you have Castillo and, going the next day, and that's the part that that really hurts. Or the next game, exactly. Yeah. And then you really, yeah, you realistically have a shot at taking two games. But baseball's weird. Like sometimes you you win the games that you're not supposed to win, and you lose the games that you are sp- supposed to win. I think more than any sport. Absolutely. I mean. Going into this series, we just wanted to get out of there with one victory, and hopefully that one victory will be Thursday, and we will plug along because we weren't giving ourselves as much of a shot against Verlander, but, you know, we have to win on Thursday. I mean, it's not a net, no doubter to keep our season alive, but it's, it's it would be very helpful for I, us to I, uh, yeah. get out of there at one and one like we hope to it would be good to get out of there at one and one right and win game uh three as well because then i there's no way in hell we're not seeing verlander again i would rather see him in a a a one day less rest in a game four than i would fully rested in a game five what do you guys think about that yeah, that's the whole deal about playoff baseball and manipulating your roster and your lineup. You're exactly right. That would make things a lot better because you know that how many times we've seen Verlander this year that uh, we've only touched him up a couple times and the last six, he's just dominated us. So it's hard to think that we will get after him as well as we did this game again in the series. So yeah, you have a good point to bring up there, Myron. 
Yeah, and I think you could see this team go out there. I think maybe they figured something out against them. And remember, this is a team with uh, a lot of different players that he was pitching against versus the last time he did. And I yeah. feel like the silver lining is the offense has clicked. It's They're going out. They're scoring early. We're getting on. We're still getting those big home runs. You know, Manny Acta is waving people around. There was a play, if you want to point to other things today, I mean, but I, we talked about this before we did this. The tie France. The tie France, because he got nailed. But again, that, you know, Hannah was like, yeah, but you make him make a play. And that ball almost sailed over the catcher's head. Like, he had to jump up to catch the ball, right, Hannah? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it, it at first glance, yeah, I was like, yeah, you're trying to force the issue. It, like you said, it was a high throw. They, they forced the issue, and they made the play. Yeah, I'm really credit. It was a good throw, but it was high. It was just high. It was low enough for the catcher to grab it. And like I said, it's up another four inches. It's sailing over his head probably to the uh, the pitcher behind him backing up or all the way to the backstop. And then you're looking at the guys on second base, you know. You know, <laughs> again, these are these are these are all hindsight things, right? It's like I'm I'm completely focused at this point on like what they were talking about during the broadcast and during the pregame, which is like, you know, Verlander's set up to win a Cy Young again, and he's facing this Mariners team that he's dominated, and then we kick the shit out of him, right? We've got we've got all these storylines of all the success that we had all game long. We saw Kelnick first pitch swinging, got two hits um, both times. And, you know, everything else besides a couple mistakes, right? That base running mistake, whether you call it third base coach mistake. Um, we've had, we've seen that uh, all year long with Houston, especially where it's like, well, if that would have went to a different outfielder, probably wouldn't have tried to, make it home you know we've seen that with uh the triple today uh it's all about who gets the ball and you know it's split decision making you know and so there's a couple of mistakes you can sit here and you know really focus on those but uh overall i mean it was a, it was an amazing game for us it ended terribly but uh, you got to feel really optimistic still about our chances against houston and really what houston needs to start getting some respect ready for us because we're coming for them for the future. Yeah, I will say that this team, out of any of the other teams, when things happen to them, they're, they're pretty good at bouncing back. But sometimes it takes a game or two, and then they do. And now yeah, we have to was, if, we if have to see the them do it right, right now. They have to do it yeah, right now. Yeah, if this now. was the eighth inning and we lost, if we lost the lead in the eighth inning and we were down going into the ninth, I would have expected us to score some runs and, and win. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the Kingdom Shuttle. A special Metro Transit Shuttle that runs in addition to regular bus service for all major Kingdom events. It lets you park far away from the crowds and still ride right up to the Kingdom. Every inning, even though we did have this this lead, you know they had they've had the pressure on us. It's not like we were just coasting through the Astros lineup, right, Hanno? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm counting out starting, you know, in the sixth, seventh inning. You know, I'm just kicking them off one by one. We're got nine, eight, seven, you know. It's just, you're just playing, playing in your mind the batting order that's coming up and who we got there for arms and how they're pitching. So, yeah, I mean, they, you need 27 outs to beat a damn good team like Houston, and we only got 26, and that's what hurts so bad. I think I, I jumped the gun even further on counting down. I was just counting down how many more wins we need to win the World Series. Yeah, I was definitely sitting there looking <laughs> at, you know, like, okay, well, looking at the schedule, you know, trying to see if I can stay up here in Seattle um, and doing the math and going like, because, you know, we win this game. We're like, okay, well, now there's there could be a game four where, oh, maybe there couldn't. Maybe it's going in our way. And, um you know, the thing is, we did catch the Astros coming off of, uh, you know, a week off to start. And it seemed like they picked back up. And that's the thing that's scary to me is that this team, when they want to roll, they can roll. I mean, they beat us today without Altuve beating us today, which is a concern to me. You know, because you know he's going to get it going. He hit 444, what, down the last half month of the season they said so I mean we know what what he can do I mean he grounded in some double plays he had a lot of swing and misses today you know but you know he's going to turn it on so it's really about controlling the rest of this lineup and I know Castillo's our best shot going tomorrow Um, I would hope you know maybe we can get a big huge lead like this again and uh you know, make it more of a comfortable game, a comfortable win for the Mariners coming back home. And then when you come back home, I, what? let's talk about this. Who's your game three starter? I, I, I'll I, start. I think it should be George Kirby. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. I'm just, a lot of things can happen. And again, in game two, to, um, where George Kirby might be coming out of the pen again. So it's, it's it's, right. it's hard to say. I, I I honestly don't want to even think about it. I just want to get through game two to I start you. with. And you just, know, I think I think not having not having a guy like Flexen on the roster right now is really showing its effect of having yeah, the middle of the game reliever to come in and eat a couple innings, um, and and leaving leaving the guys ready for those late innings where that's where they're used to pitching. And uh, this, you know, messing around with starting pitchers as closers, uh, I'm not I'm not feeling it. Uh, you know, I worked with Kirby, but I was as nervous as I could possibly be with him out there doing that, especially in his first playoff game. Yeah, but he... Yeah, so did... basically you're saying that you would like Scott to have more confidence in his bullpen with the guys like he's rode with, like this the Swansons, even the boys, you know, who looked strong in that last series. Yeah. I mean, well, also, also, you know, you're, you're dealing with guys that they can lose the game for us in the sixth inning, just as they can lose it for us in the eighth or ninth. So whether you're putting these closers in earlier or later, really doesn't matter. Right. And like, if you're going to use Robbie Ray, why aren't you using him earlier in the game? That was the point and I made. Him, and let him actually eat up eat yeah. up some innings. If he actually starts having success against the lineup, leave him in there for an inning or two. But don't bring him out there in the biggest moment of the biggest game. For one out. And, 
And we've yeah, seen and, and, and we've and, and, seen and, and, Robbie Ray give up a home run to the leadoff batter of a game too. I mean that's that's common for starters. Sometimes they go out there and they're just like I'm throwing first pitch fastball. He did that today, and then he did it again, and the next time it was in the seats. I just think for somebody that just had a, a an outing like he did in Toronto, the the best thing that could happen is that he closes out the game. The worst thing that could happen is what happened today, and now you just broke him. Ego wise, I it's I don't know how well he's going to be able to recover from that, and the team's confidence in him is is very. That guy, what did we sign him to a seven year contract, five year, five year. So it's uh you know it's it's tough. I also bringing back you know something we brought up and panel you brought up in, in episode fifty of um you know it kind of reminded me of uh you know the the great Ballard coach. Jeff Wagner, and you know, I kind of heard his voice today of like bringing a bringing a pitcher that you don't care about and start hitting some of these guys, aim for their hands, and take <laughs> out some players. I, and and no one in Major League Baseball is going to cry a tear for the Houston Astros <laughs> if you hit Altuve in the fucking head, or if you fuck up Bergman or Alvarez, <laughs> any one of those guys you throw a slider at their ankle and hope it hits them right in the bone that no one's going to shed a tear for these guys and no one's going to care and the umpires are probably going to just you know let not let it slide but you know if that's the one if you get to take out one of their players it it's going to work i mean i always say that in football too that i'm not wishing injuries on people but if you're playing in the super bowl why wouldn't you just send in a bench player and say Go get a 15-yard penalty and take out that quarterback's knee. Take Tom Brady out of the game and improve our chances. <laughs> right? What's what uh, from a from a from a team perspective? What what are they going to do? Be like, oh well, yeah, you won the Super Bowl, but you guys kind of cheated. Okay, but did we win the Super Bowl? No, I agree with that. I, I like today on when Kelnick was stealing. And that guy tried to block the base, how he actually slid in feet first and cracked that guy's leg or foot. So I, I see what you're saying. You know, and I, for, for other teams that we have respect for, that they've never done anything to us, never done anything to tarnish baseball like the Astros have, I think they're deserving of a little bit of disrespect like that. And But again, this is where we didn't have the roster set up to where we had expendable players like that, where you might have a person get thrown out of the game uh, for doing that. And what's, what's the big deal with having a bench clearing brawl in, uh, in the first ALDS game against our rivals, right? Let's get this momentum going. And especially, we basically would have been doing the same thing Toronto was started getting really chippy with the other team with the lead and you know, I think that's, um, uh, I think we kind of, we lost a good opportunity to send a message to Major League Baseball that we have <laughs> all the baseball fans back in that aspect uh, against against Houston and that not only are we going to play our hearts out, but we're not afraid to get a little bit dirty with the dirtiest team. Um, uh, and how was the, in, again, how was the broadcast? Um, it was, uh it was it was good. I mean, it was a well called game. Um, I honestly, Blower's energy was a little low today for me. Um, I think one of the funniest things that uh, was said during it, I think 
I think Riz said to Blowers, he said, uh, well, you know, I wonder when we're going to see uh, Scott bring in his security blanket. And he's like, a security blanket? And he's like, yeah, you mean, you mean, you mean Munoz? <laughs> yeah. He's like, is that, is that his new, is that his new nickname, the security blanket? Jeez, it is it is strange when you start getting the TV guys and the radio guys together. Yeah, intertwined. In yeah, playoff baseball. It's, yeah, especially the the color men. It's a it's a different, it's a whole different game when they don't have the the visuals with it. Yeah, I just really hope that we, you know, specifically that we make it to Sunday, and even better if we're up two games to one by the time we get to Sunday and we have that Seahawks crowd down there too. We have the energy of the football fans, got the energy of the Seahawks, Um, you know, and even if that's a game that we have to force to get game five, um, as opposed to being a clinching game, um, I think that's going to be, that's going to be a hell of a, hell of a time in the city. And, uh, and you'll be out there rolling around listening to it. All right, Parmesan LeBron, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, just avoid any uh, sports stuff tomorrow. That's what I'm doing. Taking a, taking a mental break. All right. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Except for listening to the Rye Bread Mustard Mariners podcast. Check out the this morning's episode and uh, episode 51. It was a good it was a good setup preview. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. Power. I have a little project. Edgar Martinez has it. And so does Eagle Hardware and Garden. The best selection of power tools. The most powerful brand names. Because if you don't have power, you are not in the game. Now, this is what I call a bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. We got Castillo on the mound. The series just started. I mean, if this was a, a like a game three or game four, you know, complete pivot, uh, you know, we're, we're about to clinch. And you give this up, and then you're playing game five on the road. It wasn't that. It, it was a game one. Yeah. I mean, like I said, um, it was it was a very difficult game to go through. We were played so well. Things were going so well for us. But it happens. You get just like we win games in the postseason in walk-off fashion. There, a lot of times you'll get knocked down and walked off yourself so like you said at least it wasn't a clinching game for the Astros to knock us out of the playoffs it was the first game so like the whole team had talked about during the post-game interviews is they got to flush it and I feel like they will and we have the right guy on the mound to help us get our first game down there starting on Thursday and having this talk to to everybody I think the main thing I would like to see I guess end of the game bullpen stuff is maybe do what got you there all year year long um maybe that maybe that's the answer you know and then act accordingly like especially if you're running out of people like you know when we were in toronto and stuff like that but we're gonna have a fully rested team um playing on uh thursday and you know 
know, I hope the Mariners can just jump out there. Like I said, silver lining. This offense looks great. I hope they can keep it up. I think they're hitting the ball the best that they've hit the ball all season, to be honest with you. And, um, you know, we're, we're not leaving the bases loaded. We're getting guys in. That whatever they're doing, I hope they keep it up. We, we could score, you know, six, seven runs in games or more. I'm, I'm, there will be no complaints from me. Yes, I agree with that totally. All right. Well, this is our uh, episode 52. I think we should just call it uh, either chicken soup for the Mariner's soul or uh, comfort food for the Mariner's soul. Uh, that's what kind of this is. We talked about it. Now it's time to move on. On to game two. We'll be back after game two, hopefully talking about a Mariners victory and anticipating their return here to Seattle to T-Mobile Park to uh, you know keep on trying to take out these Houston Astros and get into the American League Championship. Again, thank you for liking, subscribing, and reviewing. Again, we like five tool uh, baseball players, but we, you know what we like more than this, Hanno, is five-star reviews. So if you think we're uh, worthy of a five-star review, do that, please. And uh, thank you. And you can always, always check us out here on the Odyssey app or anywhere that you get your podcast from apple spotify and so on or even over at buzzsprout if you're still going over to buzzsprout uh, we're still going to be there for a few more weeks but i would uh um, like to ask you to go grab the odyssey app if you like to get your stuff from buzzsprout because we're going to be over there and have a lot of like fun more video and more interactive kind of stuff and uh um, yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun anyways i'm gonna shut the hell up you guys get some rest this is episode 52 of the Rye Bread and Mustard of Mariners podcast. Hanno, you know what time it is. Oh boy. Yeah.